Thank you for tuning in and listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my discussion about the Redrick's Claymore drama. Bungie basically saying a version of the gun is going to be available in Season 4 called the Redrick's Broadsword. People really angry they grinded for it. Thought it would never be available again in any shape or form. Uh, they will not ever be able to get the Redrick's Claymore again, and they will get their own emblem that nobody else can get, as well as they'll get the Broadsword right away. They can just buy it from Shaxx for tokens and then it'll continue to drop excuse me it'll continue to drop with random rolls anybody that wants to get the Redrix broadsword will have to do a fairly lengthy quest that according to Kevin Yans will take a considerable amount of time and and it will justify he said it will warrant the reward when you're done with the quest you will feel as if it's getting the gun will feel warranted at that time so We're going to take questions now from the audience. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash rage, or follow me on Twitter at rage. First question coming from uh, HavoxDK. Do you think they will make another gun like Redrick's hard to grind and and learn or, uh, or learn from it? Well, the Luna's Howl is the gun that everybody sort of picked up on from the Bungie stream that looks really, really strong as a hand cannon, and that will be the new sort of grind like the Redrick's. You're going to have to grind, you know, the, the comp playlist for it. We, d- we do know that the comp grind's going to get considerably better. I don't know if we want to use the word easier, but we do know it's going to be improved upon. Uh, they, just for some context here, to get the Redrick's Claymore, you only had to rank up 40% of the max rank in comp, but that translates into like 80 wins in a row, no losses. So the scoring format made it really hard just to get about 40% of the rank in comp. Now, people misconstrued that and thought they said that 40% of the player base would get it, and that's not what they said. What they said was, you would need to get 40% of the way through the rank. Now, in my mind... If I approached a PvP environment that had 10 ranks, and if rank 4, 40%, if getting to rank 4 in my mind would be a mediocre to an average achievement, it's, it's less than half of the way to max, I would think that as an average player, I could get to a 40% rank. I, that would, I don't think that's, a, that's an unusual thought to have. I think that's, that's reasonable. And so I think they obviously looked at the format for the Redricks and thought, if only 12,000 people could get to 40% of the max rank, then something's wrong here, which is why they're not only bringing the Redricks back in the form of a different gun, but they're also changing the format. So I think getting the Luna's Howl will be a marketedly better and more enjoyable, and you could use the word easier grind. Like, people that grinded for the Claymore could also say, oh man, Redricks Howl, I'm sorry, the, 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 the Luna's Howl is too easy to get. You know, maybe they could make that argument. We'll see if they do. They seem to be a little bit more mad about the broadsword. So they're not going to stop doing this. I think they're just going to refine the process, which is the biggest point in my argument that I really didn't make in my talk. Everybody that did the grind for the Redricks kind of confirmed and consistently said it was a terrible grind. It wasn't enjoyable. And as I just said, if if most, if 99% of the community can't get to 40% of max rank, then something's wrong in the design framework and structure of how they built it. 
So you can't confirm both mathematically, just from the number of people that only got 40% of the way there, right? Mathematically shown to be sort of a deficient system, as well as community feedback being pretty negative. You can't look at all that and say all that and voice all that criticism and act like, well, no, it should consist and persist and nobody else should even have a chance at this gun or a type of gun like this, and then even get mad about the Luna's Howl grind, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't imagine anybody would be mad about that, but in my mind, I would think you would want the grind to be better and more enjoyable, and that your feedback and your frustration would help refine the game and not have those frustrations persisting. So, that man, Frosty. I see people all the time hating on the grind of the Claymore. I personally like having weapons that are hard to get and not many people obtain. What do you think? I think there's a difference between something that is challenging and difficult to get and something that almost nobody has, which defeats the purpose of the thing existing, right? So for me, I think raid gear and raid guns or trials guns are a good example of this. A small percentage of the community can consistently run raids or go flawless in trials. Let's imagine D1 for a minute here, right? You know, 10 to 15% of the community. I think that's typically a pretty good number. Anywhere from 10 to 20%, I think it's pretty good. That's typically your more you know your most ardent players. I don't know if that's the number in D1 by the way, but I I think I think that's a, a pretty fair guesstimation based off of trophy systems on PlayStation and other ways that people kind of made guesses at the number of people who consistently ran raids or ran them at the hardest difficulty. I'm okay with that. But when only 12,000 people out of the millions that play this game, you know, over the course of its life cycle, when only 12,000 people walk away with a gun that only needed to get, you know, to 40% of the rank in, in, in the comp playlist, that to me, again, just feels like it's a poorly designed system and content. If... Imagine if the raid was that difficult that only 12,000 people finish the final boss. It kind of defeats the purpose of having the content. Nobody's getting to enjoy it. Nobody's getting to enjoy the victory so that your your content sort of almost becomes pointless. If you go into a theater of like a thousand people and you're like, man, we really wrote this, this, this special song and we only want so many people to hear it. So turn your tickets over, and if you have this star on the back of the ticket, you can listen to this new song. We really want it to be a special experience for you. If out of a thousand people, one person's like, I have it, you why bother writing the song if almost nobody gets to enjoy it? It, it just seems kind of silly at that point. It strains, it doesn't really stand to reason. It strains the patience and the endurance of the player base to be like, you know, almost nobody even got it, so who cares? It's not like you're going to be running into people with Redrick's Claymore around every corner since it's so rare, but it almost defeats its even existence at the point of its existence. FH Trunks. Is the Redrick's broadsword going to have the same perks or what? The, the barrel will roll random, and the... The, the first set of perks, those two you can choose between, those are like mag perks. Those will also be random. But the two perks on the end of it, the Desperado and Outlaw, those will always be there. The other thing you have to consider is in Season 4, that you can add a mod to it, which is adding a perk to it. And that basically makes it better than the Claymore. And people that are like, see, this is ridiculous. I grinded for the Claymore and the Broadsword's better. Yeah, and you get the Broadsword right away in Season 4 and can add a mod to it and have a stronger version of your gun immediately. No quest needed, no grind needed. And then you can even grind for a God Roll. People kind of, maybe they'll figure out like what barrels it can get. And they're like, yo, this gun can be really, really amazing. 
you have that grind at your disposal first and the gun in your inventory before everybody else. So. Mr. Rodvarva, are you excited about the confirmation that we'll be getting new armor sets along with Forsaken that are upgraded like the Solstice armor? I've not seen that confirmed anywhere. I want proof. I don't know if that's been confirmed. Uh, Aaron3401, what are your thoughts on clan perk changes? Are they good or just good enough for now? I'm going to do a whole talk on the clan perk changes. I haven't had a chance to really examine them and look at them. From what I saw, it looked pretty good. But the one that people were kind of questioning was like resilience going up and playing with clan members. Like, what's that going to do in PvP? Um, but for the most part, I thought it looked pretty good. I liked what I saw. I didn't get to ex- like look at it exhaustively, though. So, Mac2099. Why not have an exclusive gun tied to all the activities in the game that were to require grind? Example, Lost Sector, Strike, Comp, Quick Play, Pubs. I think it's okay to have a gun like that, but you also want to have guns that are in Rage. You also want to have guns that are in a specific Strike or Nightfall, that are in a, hidden in a story mission, or taking a long time to grind Comp playlists in PvP. Like, I think, I think having a variety of stuff is really, really good. Um, what was that about Solstice Armor? The question was, am I excited that the new armor sets in in Forsaken and Beyond are going to have, like, basically what we did with Solstice armor. It comes green, you have to do things to level it up to blue, and then level it up to purple. I thought it'd be great if the raid armor was like that, like, defeat the boss so many times, defeat the boss in a certain way, and then that gives you that level up on the armor. I don't, we, I don't know if that's been confirmed, if we're getting that or not. That's why I didn't really answer the question. I don't want to put out false info. Info. I've not seen anything on Twitter or in the blog post. I think that might have been a troll question because I, I've been saying they need to do that, and if I'm pretty sure somebody would have tweeted at me by now. So... Um, unless it's from the Reddit leak, which I don't, I don't think the Reddit leaks are ever valid because a lot of the times they just, they just speculate about things the community's been speculating about, and they just say that it's coming. And a lot of times it's just easy guesses. So like, oh, the boss is going to be the Aham car in the raid. I don't think that's in there, but like a lot of people might do that and be like, yeah, this is a leak, and it's like we've all been predicting that as a possibility. So. It was in the leak on Reddit. Yeah, well, then I don't care because that's just such an easy prediction to make. It could be totally false, but they're putting it in there because it's believable, right? And a lot of people, myself included, I did that. I said that on Fireteam Chat. I put that out there on Fireteam Chat, and that video's gotten, you know, thousands and thousands of views on YouTube. And people are, you know, maybe just saying, oh, yeah, we are getting that as like a way to make it look like they have a leak. Uh, thank you for the brand new sub, Pyros. Uh, Nebular God, thank you very much. Welcome to the Rages. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Three shots left. How or will the Redrick's Broadsword quest be started and available in the tower, or would it be on planets like the Mida? I don't know three shots left. I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's going to be in the Crucible. I'm, it's going to be in the Crucible. Uh, Dylan said, adding one resilience when playing with clanmates is not based on how many are in it. Just a flat plus one. Okay. That still is going to considerably maybe make some things happen in PvP that might be undesirable. I don't know. One to resilience isn't that much. Um, given that we, given that they said people can get the broadsword day one from Shax, that means the quest comes from him. That means the quest is probably not on a planet. It's going to be on... It's going to be in the Crucible. I bet I, I'm, I'm putting I'm putting my prediction out there. I think it's gonna take like a month and a half. They might even time gate it. There might be things you can't do. It, they're gonna they're gonna draw it out. 
you're gonna feel pretty good if you go into the, if you go into the content with the claymore and grab the broadsword. I think you're gonna feel pretty good. Not a lot of people are gonna have it. Not a lot of people are gonna have it. Uh, it's gonna take a while, and even then, you gotta remember those early months of grind. Not a lot of people are just slaying it in the crucible. A lot of them are doing other things. Uh, Mateo, uh, Mato Elite. Almost done with Iron Banner. What's your favorite classes uh, this past season? The Warlock is giving me a Dark Souls vibe. I like. I love the look of the Iron Banner stuff. I thought the Warlock helmet's like one of the coolest helmets in the game. But I also really, really liked uh, what they did with. Um, I love what they did with the faction rally armor, and I want more of it like it. We showed the new Monarchy helmet yesterday, and the new Monarchy helmet ornament like completely and utterly changed the helmet, and I love that. Uh, the what? Which the anti-extinction mask for Dead Orbit doesn't change enough I don't think it it changes it a little bit but that's more cosmetic I loved how the actual like physical nature of the helmet changed on the on the new monarchy uh, on the new monarchy helmet just trying to get this fly still to this day cannot get him um so I, I want I want more of that. I want significant physical changes when something gets like an ornament, and uh, that'd be really really cool. Waldy ninety four says, "What do you feel about players that grinded weeks in comp for the weapon and now only get an emblem plus a head start for the year two Redrix? Redrix equals only season three. They said Redrix Claymore would only be available in Season 3, and that's true. People that are like, well, that's dishonest. They're just renaming the gun. Again, like Dylan said on Twitter, I don't think they meant to mislead anybody. I think once they started putting in the new perks and seeing that, hey, we want Outlaw and Desperado to persist as a possible perk set, the only way Redrix, the only way the Desperado and Outlaw perk can persist is if and that's how it always drops, right? If it's up to RNG, right? If it's up to RNG, you, if you get Desperado by itself or Outlaw by itself, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. They have to come together. And so the solution is they come together in a quest that's going to be tough to do. It's going to take a while. And we're going to honor the investment of the people who got the Claymore by giving them an emblem. Nobody can get the Claymore ever again. And then the new version they get immediately and it's better out of the gate, right? I, I don't know. I feel like that was their best course of action. If not, they would have had to completely just shelve and vault Desperado and Outlaw, which would have been infuriating because it's like, well, then nobody ever gets that. 12,000 whopping people out of a million, like millions and millions of players, only they get Desperado and Outlaw. Oh no, we got to bring it back. Okay, well, the only way to bring it back is to have it roll kind of static, maybe on a raid, a piece of raid gear or a piece of strike gear. Well, that would have made people even more mad. Well, wait a minute. I thought the Redrix was going to be unique to season three. Now people are going to be able to just go, what, run a strike or a raid? They're going to be able to get the gun. I grinded for this, you know? So as soon as you concede the fact that the perks should persist outside of season three, you're faced with the reality that. It has to be, they have to come together, which means they probably have to come as a static roll. And if they come as a static roll, since two of the three perks have got to be Desperado and Outlaw, if it comes as a static roll, it's got to be something that's difficult to get. I, it, there was, they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. Of all the options they had, 
vaulting the perks forever terrible bringing them back and just having them in the loot pool so you can just periodically get an outlaw like an an outlaw desperado pulse that's then better than the redrick's claymore because you know weapons in season four have an extra mod from an extra perk from the mod slot you can add and then 10 levels of masterworks to be like well wait a minute this new gun's better than the claymore why'd you do that that's a terrible option this is the best option they get it they get a head start their 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 investments honored and they're not having to do the other two options that i said are terrible lionheart lono how long in your opinion do you think it should be able to get the broadsword i think a month and a half is good i think a month and a half is good because that means you get a pretty good chunk of advance of of uh, advantage if you have it and then it doesn't just drop in your lap either that to me is pretty good uh, Solidus Scott what are your thoughts on them making the grind easier I, when you say grind easier I'm not sure what you mean now if you're talking about the grind for glory it needs to be tweaked it was atrocious if such a small small percentage of people can only get 40% of the competitive rank that's dissonant that doesn't make sense to me 40% of the max rank in comp should be obtainable by mo- a pretty good chunk of the player base. Most of the player base. Most of the people that go in the, gr- in the comp should be able to get the 40%. That seems like a pretty casual rank. Middle of the road rank. Like 40-50% to 50% of the rank. That feels casual. That feels average. Right? Yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't uh I don't think that it, that that it was that it needed to stay where it was. It needed to be better. It needed to be more streamlined. Uh by by OTW or by Bayou OTW. In competitive games, you get cosmetic items to show off your skills. Would this be a better way for Destiny 2 competitive to be? Isn't that the point of competitive? This kind of gets at the heart of the issue. If you have guns in trials flawless pools or guns like the Redricks that virtually nobody can get, only the best of the best that can get it, right? And that's not really even indicative of... I think there are way more than 12,000 really good PvP players in Destiny, but only 12,000 managed to put up with the freaking grind of glory, right? I think there's way more than 12,000 really good players, <laughs> right? So even the people that have the Redricks, it's not necessarily indicative of the good players in the pool of players of Destiny Competitive. I think you always run the risk of the rich getting richer. If your team's really good and you go flawless all the time, that means you're already better than the player base, right? You have the skills and you're good and your communication and your use of the meta and the guns, etc. gets you lots of wins, gets you lots of flawless runs. And then what awaits you in Flawless Loot Pool is guns that are even better and stronger and advantageous? That's problematic. Adept guns and trials in D1 I think were the right way to do it. They looked different and they had a marginally influential perk. Marginally influential. Noticeable, noticeable, but not a game changer. Not a game changer. So I think you're getting at the heart of what I've always said. I believe like the Trials Loot Pool or you know Max Glory Grind Loot Pool should be really really dope looking stuff that is noticeably nice and influential but not something that turns the tide of the game and I think they can do that I think the hand cannon they showed the Luna's Howl I think is going to do that It's a, there are other hand cannons that can 3 tap but this thing can 3 tap it can go head head body right and the body damage did more than the head damage which means you could go head head body and then shoot the next person and you may still have that damage buff like it's going to be a killer 
It's going to be a killer, but it's going to be a contextual killer. Head-head body is more difficult to do than body-body-head, which means that damage buff and that perk on the Luna's Howl is going to turn into a gun that's going to enable you to get doubles and maybe triples. Head-head-body. Body-body-body. Like, oh man, holy moly. Like, this thing's amazing, right? Head-head-body. Head-head-body. And then, like, the third player, you don't have to hit as many times in the head because you've got that, you're carrying that damage buff. You could go head-head-body, get the kill, still have the perk, and just go body-body-body on the next couple of people just spamming and just melt people. It was like 57, 56 to the heads, and then it was like an 80-something to the body. Like, what? You're hitting 80-something body shots with a hand cannon? Dadgummit, you're going to melt people. But it's contextual. It's contextual. So it's not going to be this giant game-changer that's going to make it feel incredibly slanted when you go up against a team using them. Uh, Silva Bat Gorilla says, Do you think that the Claymore frustration stems from a rare hard to obtain PvP weapon while PvE doesn't have that same feeling. Well, PvE should have that feeling and the clan engrams kind of ruined it. The Midnight Coup should not have been a gun that just anybody could get if they were in the right clan. If the Midnight Coup was only obtainable from Leviathan, it'd be a nice, pretty rare, arguably the best can cannon in Destiny 2. And you would have to run the Leviathan to get it. And not a lot of people have done that. And not a lot of people have run it enough for the loot pool chance uh, to get it. So it would be it would be exactly where you would want it. PvE needs that. Fatebringer was the same way, right? I mean, everyone's like, oh my gosh, the Fatebringer is so good. The Nano Phoenix ship from Wrath of the Machine was kind of that way. It was like, oh my gosh, you got the Nano Phoenix, you know? So I would I would argue that PvE has that now that the clanning gram system has been fixed, but we need a whole new batch of loot from a raid to really establish what pinnacle endgame gear looks like. You know, because not everybody will have it and you will have to run the raid to get it. You're not going to be getting raid gear from Hawthorne anymore. Dark Archon 209, how do you feel if Bungie decides to add endgame content for solo players and keep six player endgame, but still keep endgame six player content? That's fine. That's what they do now. I have no problem with that. Uh, DJ Fatbeats, how do you feel about Clash and Control being added to comp? I would think that they need something like that because the playlists of uh, Countdown and Survival, as I said, I think this is why Trials is going away. I think Countdown and Survival will be terrible in the new meta. I think they will be terrible. And I'm going to tell you why. Lane camping and choke point watching is part and parcel to Countdown, especially Countdown. And very much part and parcel to the experience of survival because once your kills or your you know your count gets low, when you're in the count when you're in the competitive playlist, you're more often dealing with a, a an organized team. Organized teams that run out of that run out of lives in survival, organized teams that are defending a point, are literally going to stare at choke points and lanes. And when you globally make TTK quicker and you put snipers and shotguns back in people's hands and you make hand cannons three tap and auto rifles melt, those lanes and those choke points would be infuriating to deal with. So I think they're going with more saucy, more flankable, more disruptable game modes like Clash and Control because... Countdown and survival will be bad. Very, very bad in this meta. They're going to have to rethink some things. 
I think, personally, the only way... The only way that survival and countdown can come back to the game with this meta is with radar as I've described how it should be. Radar should be a sonar pinging radar. When you crouch and you're off radar and then you're on radar and then you're off radar and then you're on radar. It's like a sonar. It's pinging. Radar should be like that all the time. And the longer you ADS, right? The longer you ADS the more that radar it should it should add a debuff right so if you see somebody coming and you ads down the lane and then you come back out those pings should be less frequent there should be a bit of a debuff for hard scoping lanes so you have to be unscoped for a certain amount of time to reset the pings cuz they're going to slow down the longer you hard scope right rewarding people who can quick with quick target acquisition rewarding people that are fast and also, and also, creating an environment where you can take people by surprise and get picks. It's really hard to get picks when people can just stare down a lane with scouts, auto rifles, and hand cannons and melt you. But, if it adds this ping to their radar that slows it down, you're going to incentivize people to be a little bit more saucy, move around a little bit more, maybe not hard peek, and then you can get picks. And create disruption. That's the only way Countdown and Survival can come back. That is the only way. That, I'm telling you, that is the solution for radar. You can't keep radar gone because shotguns and snipers are back. People will just sit on corners and blast you. When you have to attack in countdown, it would have been atrocious. It would have been atrocious. Reld with 18 months of subs. Welcome back. That's a year and a half. Thanks so much for sticking with me for that long. For King Ruler, you think the rank system changes are going to have positive effects on the community, and do you think Gambit will have longevity in future content? We're going to do an official talk about Gambit. I have high hopes for it after what I read in the TWAB. It looks like they've really added some good layers to the grind and the incentive to play Gambit. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, changes to the ranking system and glory and all that? I mean, I, you can't get much worse than what we had, so it'll assure, it has to get better. It has to get better. Uh, Ozzy... Ozzy Mandius, I think this might be a reference to a Breaking Bad episode. That the uh, the name of the, your username. Uh, do you think the new sandbox updates Claymore will be a two tap? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Claymore will be a two tap. It'll be. I think it'll still be a three tap. I think three taps from uh, from from pulses is just just it's just gonna stay. Oh, it's a Mandy. Uh, Ozzy Mandius is a poem. Wasn't there a name? Wasn't there an episode in Breaking Bad that was named that? I didn't know it was a poem. I'm not a freaking po- like poet savant. Um. So I yeah I think Triple thinks it will two tap. I mean it's possible because the base the base fire rate of the of the Redricks the base fire rate of the Redricks is pretty slow, isn't it? It's pretty it's pretty like it's pretty rhythmic, and then and then once once you get Desperado, it's pretty fast. Oh, it was a villain from Watchmen. All right, sorry. Maybe it was... I forget what the name of the Breaking Bad episode was. Anyway. It could two-tap. Yeah, it could. And then with and then with Desperado, I mean, it could be an absolute melt. It could be an absolute melt. Again, it's contextual power. It's not like that all the time. You got to land those outlaw kills, reload, and have somebody to shoot within the time frame. So, yeah. Low rate of fire, high impact. Yeah, it might two-tap with... Because they said they're globally making TTK uh, faster. You can kill people quicker. And 
Yeah, that's definitely possible, which would then make it and Desperado. It's going to make the broadsword a very, very viable gun. And again, people that had the Claymore are going to have it right away and be able to add another perk to it with the mod system. They're going to have a huge advantage out of the gate. You know, it's not going to be meta. I think that it's going to be a hand cannon sniper shotgun meta from what we saw of the hand cannons. I think casuals are going to gravitate towards auto rifles because they actually did pretty well from body shots from what we saw. But I do think it's going to be a hand cannon. I think it's going to be a hand cannon sniper shotgun and bow meta. I think that's what people are going to gravitate towards because they're just going to be really, really rewarding uh, if target accuracy and efficiency crits, landing crits. Uh, Borquin. Would you at least admit that there's a good reason to be frustrated? I think Claymore is a hard spot, is in a hard spot, leaving Bungie in a bind. Uh, but this is the best option. I think it's pretty arrogant to say uh, it's a slap in the face, but to say it's stupid to be frustrated. But it's also, uh, but also to say it's stupid to be frustrated. I don't know what you're responding to, Boraquin. I very much said during my talk that I was empathetic to their emotional state of frustration but that I disagreed with their arguments and not just moments ago said I think this was the best option out of a bunch of not so great options you know like I I think this was the best option out of a bunch of not so great options permanently getting rid of the perks wouldn't have worked bringing the perks back necessitates some level of static roll because desperado is worthless by itself it needs outlaw it's a synergistic perk um so yeah but i never said it was stupid to be frustrated i said it was stupid to say well the gun should just never come back or the perks should never come back that's just silly that's just silly um And even in my talk, I said, you know, I'm very, very empathetic to their emotional state. I understand why they're frustrated, but we should never, ever be arguing from emotion. Just like when people say, um, just like when people say their, their life situation should mean that destiny should be watered down. I don't have time. I'm too busy to grind. Your life situation doesn't dictate. There's no impetus to water, to water down the content. It just isn't. So not calling you out. I put the question before you said that. Right, but I mean, at the very beginning of my talk, Boraquin, or, or very early in my talk, I said, I, I, I want to represent their side well, and I'm very empathetic to their frustration. But I disagree with their arguments. Uh, M, M Barub 510 not a question, but uh, let OG Claymore players upgrade the original gun. New users get access to the broadsword eventually, and OG owners get immortalized. Easy peasy. Somebody, somebody put that in my chat earlier. They said that they really felt like people should be able to upgrade the original Claymore to be moddable. And I kind of agree with that. I think you should be able to run, run around the Crucible, and when you get killed by one, you're like, yo, that was a Claymore. That wasn't a broadsword. That guy's got one of the originals. Yeah. I tend to, I, t- I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. I, in fact, might even tweet and tell Bungie they should do that. I don't have a problem with the broadsword, but it does seem kind of lame that if you got the Claymore, you're going to basically shelve it and have to use what everybody else is using. So, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> I don't know why my nose is itching so much out of nowhere. Nova Hands. Hey, Lono. Where was the outrage over? Where was the outrage over Redricks when random rolls were fully revealed uh, last week? People had to have known random rolls with an additional perk would outclass the Redricks, right? I actually think Nova. 
I actually think people thought that Outlaw and Desperado was not going to show up ever again. Which is, I, I, I think, is just admittedly silly. But I think people thought that. I think people genuinely thought Outlaw and, and Desperado ain't coming back ever again. It ain't coming back ever again. Um. So, I yeah, I think that... Uh, Random rolls won't outclaw, outla- outclass, uh, outlaw Desperado. Well, I think what he's saying is, is that the new guns with random rolls has the potential to outclass it because I can have four total perks, right? I can have four total perks, but at the same time, like Desperado still would have been a strong, strong perk. But like, if I can get a hand cannon with literally once mods is done and masterworks done, I have four total perks. At a ground at a ground level, Redrix is somewhat chopped down a little bit. The summer skirmish is only five games today. They're already on game two. They're doing two things. They're doing the Twitch thing and then they're doing the other thing. Their their times are different today for some reason. Freight train. Will it be better uh, if the new Redrix quest takes fifty plus hours of grinding? I feel like their argument is premature. Listen, I didn't really talk about that in my talk. I didn't want to go at the people too hard that were frustrated. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be, like I said, sympathetic and empathetic. But, like, yeah, people are getting ahead of themselves. People are getting ahead of themselves. The quest, if the quest takes, like, 40-something hours, or they time-gate it, it takes, like, a month and a half, like, you're, oh, it's going to be easier. Yeah, okay, and your point, you know, your point. It, it, it's not no almost nobody got it done so yeah de facto it's 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 going to be it's going to be you know easier so but i think it's premature because as 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 i quoted many times kevin yane said it will take a considerable amount of time and energy to complete and it will warrant the reward when you're done you're going to be like yeah that who that took a while i think I, i'm judging by what he's saying operation uh, cwal you are a good debater. Please confirm the Earth is flat. No, uh, Mr. Adrian, haven't played D two in a while, but hype for the Forsaken. What's the best way to get ready for it? I think the best way to get ready for Forsaken is probably just to stack yourself full of uh, materials and and tokens because those will those will be the way. You can still use tokens to level up your rep. You can do that in um, in you know post Forsaken. But also, I would just farm for the materials. Put on a ghost, and when you're doing what I'm doing, you're just kind of going through your grind. Just anytime you see materials, grab them. Their 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 exchange rate might get really, really good post-Forsaken, and a lot of people, I think, have been passing them over and skipping over them because their exchange rate right now is freaking terrible. Now, Bungie may know that and say, yeah, why don't we do this? Once Forsaken drops, when you pick up materials, you'll get like a stack of 20 from a bundle from from like finding them in the world and therefore then making it so like it's still a slow exchange rate but you're just getting more quantity whenever you get them they may kind of anticipate what i'm doing and what others are doing that's that's certainly a possibility joe mama says will lono grind for a god roll redrick's broadsword probably not there's gonna be a lot more to do in the game there's gonna be a whole lot more to do in the game and i'm probably gonna be doing gambit strikes raids etc Mac2099, what are your thoughts on the upgrade to clan perks? Do you believe that the reward should be more powerful again? Bonus, what should be a cool perk? I'm okay with the clan perks, and I didn't look at them enough to answer this, this this substantively yet. We'll talk about that another day. And Rocket, do you think they might do this with season ornaments? I mean, it's possible. 
it's possible to say, you know, you're never going to be able to get these seasonal ornaments again. I mean, what they did with uh, what they did with the, the the faction rally armor is probably not the right way to do it, right? Didn't they? Uh, you just got yeah. Like I can get the I can get the old ornament if I want it. I just you know I can just switch between. So it's always available. I don't know. Seasonal ornaments is tough too because again, people want stuff, and if you make it unavailable, there are people who are going to get the game brand new. I think it's okay to have things that are tough to get. Okay. I think it's okay to have things that are tough to get, but that doesn't mean that there's stuff that you can't get anymore. I know they retired stuff in D1 some of the times, but like you could always go back if you really wanted to grind for a Fatebringer or, or a Vision. And obviously they left things behind because of power structure, but I don't know how I feel about... I don't know how I feel about items never being able to obtain again. I think ornaments are okay because it's cosmetic and it's like, dude, that looks so, so dope. That looks so, so cool. I really, really want that. Um, Then you basically make people feel like, oh man, I always should be going for ornaments then. Right? And then if if you have it, it makes it special. I I think I'm okay with it being on ornaments, but I don't want to have tons and tons and tons of stuff that just gets locked and never available again. You got to be careful. It's a looter shooter. People engage at their their own pace and their own ability. And then if there's too many things, it just starts to, I don't know, people might start to get frustrated like, well, I didn't have time to get any of this stuff. So there's all these things that I'll never, ever, ever be able to get, you know, I don't know. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. You don't want to do too many things, but I think having some things unobtainable that are purely cosmetic is okay. Uh, Allsack says, do you think if they put a catalyst on the Claymore and it would be only legendary with a catalyst, would that make them okay with it? Um, I don't understand your question. Do you think if they put a catalyst on the Claymore and it would be the only legendary with a catalyst, would that make them okay with it? Oh, like the original. You're saying make the original have a catalyst and it would be the only legendary with a catalyst. Um, I don't know. It's pointless to discuss this, dude. It's pointless to discuss this. They've made their decision and this is how it's going to be. So I don't, I don't really care to delve into what if they would have done this instead. I just think that's kind of pointless. I don't know if that would have been a better option. At a ground level, I think letting people continue to use the Claymore with the new system of mods and 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 uh, masterwork system, I think that would have been a really good solution because then when you get killed by it in the Crucible, you would know that's one of the rarities. Like right, that's that's the Sasquatch, right? That's the Sasquatch. No, almost nobody has that gun, and I just got killed by it. So I, I think that I think that would have been a better decision as well, so that. Sure, you can get a broadsword. Mine's equal to the broadsword, but at least mine has the different name, so when you get killed by it, everybody knows. Uh, a thousand bits from Infinite Sam. Either way, I followed you for two years, and it's about time I admit you've earned my business. Love your show, man. Lono uh, for Forsaken Shoutcast. Lono Cheer. Oh, thank you so much for the thousand bits and saying that, man. I appreciate that very, very much. A brand new sub from Infinite Sam. So he gives the thousand bits and he subs. <clears throat> Welcome. Thank you very much. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Your dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you for the compliments and the support for viewing, for lurking, for subbing, for tipping. All of that is a form of support. So thank you for doing that. 
Um, you've been supporting me just fine up until now if you've been watching the stream. Uh, next question from Too Hard says, if Bungie uh, ever... If Bungie never announced Bronze Sword, but added it as a random gun during Season 4 with the same perks and <clears throat> everything, would anybody really care? It feels like everyone is just upset over the name. Uh, it's like saying you could get a Uriel's Season 1, but have a positive outlook. No, it's not the name, dude. It's not the name. That's just so, so short-sighted about why people are upset. That isn't it at all. People are upset because they feel like it invalidates their grind. You know, they put all this time in, and now it's, it's you know, it's somewhat been, in their mind, invalidated. If they would have, I think it would have been worse if they sucker-punched people. If all of a sudden Forsaken launches, and like a month in, everybody's like, wait a minute, there's this new gun that's really, really strong, I think people would have been ticked. I think people would have been ticked. They would have said, man, why did I grind all that time if all I had to do was wait? I think letting people know now is the right choice. Bungie hit a point where they're like, we're going to make a change here to how it works. We don't want this this perk, this perk combination to go away permanently. But we also don't want it to come back in the nature of like just a random drop that any old person can get. We still want it to be a difficult thing to achieve. We're going to put it in a quest. We're going to put it in a quest. And when doing that, we better let people know. And so the people that want to continue grinding can still grind. And as I said, you're going to have a huge advantage. You're going to have an emblem that nobody can get and a gun that nobody can get come season four. And you're going to have a huge advantage. You're going to have a huge advantage. You're going to have the broadsword right away and start grinding for maybe god rolls of it or just using it in general because it's going to have that extra slot on it for mods. You think the Monte Carlo will make a comeback? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, with auto rifles kind of getting cool again in Crucible, you know, getting strong again, it could come back. I like the Monte Carlo. Uh, it was a fun gun. I loved the black and red uh, ornament they had on it at the end. I'm Capo. Do you think they should make a strictly PvP and only strictly PvP quest lines to separate the PvEers from the PvPers? They already do that. I mean, to a certain extent. Um, this is this is this question is. You're basically asking, should they do something they're already doing? I would imagine this shack, this quest line that you're going to get from Shacks for the broadsword is going to be a quest for PvP. Uh, uh, Nugs4284, do you think that having a personal story as how to obtain the weapon makes the weapon more special to have? Uh, sometimes, yeah. You don't always need that, though. I mean, there are there are guns and, and, and memories that we have. You know, things that took a really, really long time. Things that we grinded for. God rolls that we sought after. Fate bringers that would never drop for us, etc. And then it finally did, right? And then sometimes it's just... There's like a mystery to solve, right? Like, everybody got the Outbreak Prime the same basic way. We all did the quest line to get it. There's not like a special story, you just finally found a group of people to do it or, you know, it finally got into a, an, an LFG group or a raffle or whatever and, you know, got a chance to do it. Uh, but you don't have, like, a special story. I think you're going to have a mixture of both all the time. Uh, Soul, I know this may be a bit off topic, but do we know if Season 4 bring? But we know what Season 4 brings on August 28th or September the 4th? They've already outlined all this in the TWAB, so I'm not going to read off those points to you. You can go to Bungie.net and read the blog post about what exactly you're getting on the 28th. They're going to be reassigning guns, and that's pretty much it. And then there are going to be things that get taken away that'll be temporarily unavailable until September the 4th lands. I'm not going to rattle off everything that's coming with September the 4th and Forsaken. That's 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 not a reasonable question to ask me. 
Uh, Joe Mama, since they are releasing a better version of the Claymore with the newest competitive gun, the Lunas Howl, will they make a better version of that too? No, I think what they're doing is is learning from their mistakes. Argue, I, I think the goal would be to refine this to the point that Lunas Howl is more obtainable with time and the grind is better and more enjoyable. So if you get to the end of Season 4 and you didn't get a Luna's Howl, I don't think they're going to come back in Season 5 and make the Luna's Howl you know, better and give it to everybody through a quest line. Now, they may drop it down into a quest line, but that doesn't mean they're going to automatically make it better. This is the new weapon system going forward. They're not going to do another weapons update again that will then make a new Luna's Howl better, right? Like... I don't. I, I think. I think we're. I think you're. This is a little bit of a, a almost like a cynical question. Like, oh, they're just going to do it again, aren't they? No. I mean, Forsaken is a huge update to the entire weapon system. They're not going to do that again. Which means there'd be no impetus or cause to be like, yeah, here's a Luna's Howl that's, you know, de facto better. So, no, I don't think that's going to be a problem or a potential reality. Next question. Uh, do we know anything about the mod system? No, we know that you're going to be able to add mods. We know that you're going to be able to add mods and that those mods are essentially a perk. Some of the mods we saw are, you know, there was one that wasn't called uh, Hidden Hand, but it added it added aim assist. Or no, I'm sorry, target acquisition. There was one that did more damage to bosses. There was one that, uh, there was one that made your mag bigger. But we don't know exactly, like, every little detail we don't know like mod components what's the exchange rate gonna be how exactly do we get mods do we always just buy them can we farm for them we don't know all of that just yet uh exterminator says should bungie ever consider making super combos like tether plus hammers that will explode on impact and also debuff enemies per hit that leaves an area effect spot where the target died um that certainly would be cool. Like I'm, re- I'm remembering what was that Marvel game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance or Marvel Alliance, where you could do abilities together. Like you know, the Hulk would pick up a piece of the ground, and then Gambit would throw cards on it, and then they'd throw that piece of the ground. You know, and those were basically combining two supers. Um, that could certainly be cool. And then lead to builds and combinations that could make it really exciting to go into endgame with diverse, diverse builds. And then communication, right? All right, I'm going to tether. All right, I'm popping hammers. That kind of team synergy could be really satisfying. I don't know if we're ever going to get that. If you want me to, if I was a betting man and putting money on the table, I sadly would say, no, we probably will not see anything like that. That, that doesn't feel like destiny to me. Uh, MB Arub 510 do you think there will be a quest in season 5 for Luna uh, lol sarcasm sorry <laughs> uh, OP Mark says it says it's a, co- a companion gun does that mean it will work with the claymore no because um, they've confirmed that they're both kinetic so I, I, don't, I don't really understand why they use that word companion gun now maybe if you have them both and you have one in your inventory, there'll be some ghost perk on the on the broadsword. I'm not sure. As we know now, you're not going to be able to have them both equipped at the same time like the, the Mita multi-tool and the Mita mini-tool like I have equipped right now. You know, and the mini-tool just gets like a speed buff from having the, the Mita multi-tool, uh, you know, equipped. 
So I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, it's, it, it was a weird choice of words. It was a weird choice of words, honestly. Owner of Dragons, since the Claymore is a year one weapon, it will not get mods for year two. No, it will not get mods. That's why the broadsword's being added, and that's why Claymore owners are getting the broadsword right away. The broadsword will have, uh, it, the broadsword will have the mod system and the ten levels of masterwork system on it. Lulu McKay, uh, how do you know the current number of Redrix owners? I'm pretty sure people, somebody's been posting it, maybe Bungie somewhere. It's it's posted somewhere. They posted it was eight thousand, and then somebody in chat, a bunch of people in chat this morning said it was nearing twelve thousand. So people are getting that stat from somewhere. I don't know where people in chat will have to answer that one. Calarity, I have the Redrix, and I was scared we were going to get mega screwed, but I'm happy with what they did. I get an emblem, I get the gun right away during Forsaken, and it's better. I love this idea. I do feel like that we should have got something a little more, but I get my gun for free now since I've uh, since I found it early. Lono, are you going to go for it? I promise you it's worth it. I don't think I'm going to go for it. I don't think I'm going to go for it. I think your perspective is good, though, that you have it and you're, like, excited to have a better version, and having it early affords you that better version early. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to grind for it. There's going to be too much to do, probably. Uh, my name is Sue... Uh, my name is Sue Josh. Even, uh, ever thought of if Forsaken revives and or if Destiny 2 is a big boost, do you think it's some kind of marketing strat uh, from Activision? I thought of it because the Taken King revive gave D1 a big boost. Thoughts? No, I don't think this is some manipulative strat. I No, I don't think they intentionally shortchange the game so they can then save it and then it gives it a big boost. You would much rather have a very large and vibrant player base. Like, I want you to think about how stupid this is, right? I'm not saying you're stupid, but I'm saying this would be a really stupid marketing strategy. Let's make the game bad at launch, so instead of having an engaged player base that buys DLC or that spends microtransactions in our micro store. Let's make the game bad for an entire year and then save it later. That's just a, such a dumb, dumb strategy. That would not be, that would not work. I don't think you would convince anybody to like, let's to, to, to do that. That's an entire year of less microtransaction revenue, less DLC pre-order sales, less everything. Uh, less presence on Twitch, less presence on YouTube, complaining from the community, you know, people not having confidence in your franchise for future investment, that just wouldn't, nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. Sure, it's cool to see the game get revived and saved, but it isn't good for your bottom line. Vulcan Tech, I do like the way it is right now, having specific loot for PvE and PvP, but do you think it's a good idea to have a PvE and a PvP versions of the quest? For those high-end elite-type guns, that will give the opportunity to grind for the gun you want on PvP and PvE. I think what you're saying is, shouldn't I also have the option to do a PvE quest to get the gun? No, absolutely not. I do not want somebody grinding a PvP you know, environment and doing that for the quest to get some gun that I had to do raids for. I, I don't think that that works. I don't think that works. I think you want things to feel thematically rewarding. Going flawless in trials or a quest line to get the Redrix that is almost entirely in PvP, that's thematically sensible. It's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. I don't want to go grind strikes 
and nightfalls and lost sectors and then end by having some god tier pvp weapon that doesn't that's weird that's really dissonant i don't think you want to do that i don't think you want to do that mac 2099 what are your buff or change ideas for the guns that are paired together Midas Sturm drang uh in the new weapon system i know they're still usable but they will be handicapped they will handicap you a little I don't think you always need to retroactively go back and say, we need to make everything strong now. I think it's okay for there be to be seasons where people are like, eh, there's not really a reason to use the Mita or the mini tool. I mean, let's be honest. There's not really, there's not really a reason to use them now. Um, I'm just doing it for fun. They're viable. They're strong. But I mean, honestly, you, you, if you went into really, really difficult content right now, you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't waste the exotic on the Mita. You just have to be careful. Like I've said before, you can get into the, the, the theater of the absurd. You can get into the theater of the absurd. Like, well, the only way to make the Mita viable now is, uh, I don't know, make it fully automatic like an auto rifle. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay for guns to get kind of left behind with an advancing meta. I think that's okay. Uh, isn't the Claymore designed to be rewarded for us PvP players? Yes, and I think a lot of people are jumping to conclusions. I think people saw quests and they think that you're just going to go run strikes and story missions to get the, the broadsword. I don't think it's going to be a PvE quest line, guys. Agent Smith. Hey, Lona, love you, but wasn't Destiny originally a looter shooter PvE with a side of PvP? In my opinion, I think because of a small player base, PvP players D2 was made into a boring, balanced game, and now here we are again, and there they go. If they want esports, there's Call of Duty and Overwatch. What do you think? Um, PvP has never carried this game. A lot of people operate under the delusion that this game needs PvP because they watch, you know, they watch Twitch and they're like, that's what everybody did with their streams, you know, on with trials and stuff. Like, trials kept this game alive. No, it didn't. It always had the smallest engagement, always the smallest weekly engagement out of the community. People have always played more PvE than PvP. Always. Always. But... You can't discount the number of people that play PvP as if they don't matter. I think that's reckless. Oh well, a million people play a million people played PvE and only 600,000 played PvP. Okay, but listen to what you're saying, that's still 600,000 people and at the end of the week that 600,000 people turns into quite a bit like you know, a lot more than that. Like, unique players on the week, right? The 600,000 people that played on Monday aren't the exact same 600,000 people that played on Tuesday, right? So when you add up all the unique players for a 7-day period or a 30-day period, it's a ton, a ton, a ton of people. And you don't just want to shove those people out of the game. They buy content. They grind PvE sometimes. They, you know, they, uh, they play. They raid. And they, you know, whenever you've got to do something in PvP or you feel like dipping your toe in PvP, they're keeping that side of the game, you know, going as well. So, uh, Sacrifice. Lono, what did you do prior to streaming and what did led you to make your decision to stream? I'm not going to answer this question right now. If you want to ask this later, this has nothing to do with the talk and that's a long, it's a long answer that I've made, I've said many times. Uh, Home Twitch. What are your thoughts on the changes to the fire teams and strikes, Gambit and Crucible? Keeping the teams together will certainly speed up load times between strikes and matches, and putting players back into matchmaking if a fire team is steamrolled is a nice way to keep it balanced. I feel like it's a good idea for Crucible and probably Gambit, but not sure I want to stick with the same two randoms and strikes if they're bad players. Is this a good or a bad thing? I mean, I would think it's not that hard to back out of a strike if you don't like the team that you have. 
Um, you just go to orbit and requeue. I, I think the net benefit here outweighs the potential. Like, oh, these guys aren't very good. I have to, I have to leave the queue, and then I'm gonna re-enter the queue. Like, I guess I would say, oh, boo-hoo. Like, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, and in PvP, obviously, if it keeps putting you with the same, you know, the same group to speed up matchmaking, if you get on a group of randoms and you're steamrolling, that's always actually really nice. I actually have been with people before, and I'm like. This, these guys are good, man. This is really fun. I wish I could stay with them, and then the next game I'm playing against them. <laughs> you know? But if you're on a team that just gets completely run over and they're in their garbage and they stare at the ceiling and they don't know what the frick they're doing, then just back out and requeue. Uh, Shane Backs 101. Should Broadsword be made an exotic, give players who didn't get a chance to read a choice? No. I don't know why this is a, a big solution that it keeps getting submitted. It is illogical to say that a perk that's on a legendary gun is now exotic. That creates an illogical imbalance in the game. Wolfpack rounds, you know, and whatever else you get on exotic weapons are always exclusive to the exotic. Sunburn on the sunshot, you know, black hole in cosmology on the graviton lands. Like, those are perks you can't get anywhere else. And that's what makes it exotic. Making the Redrick's, you know, broadsword exotic is not the answer it's not the answer gorilla dump do you think if competitive was more conducive to solo queuing not losing points if teammates quit discouraging teams looking to avoid playing teams during matchmaking more players would have had the claymore i here's the thing i got you got to be careful here i don't think we want competitive to be solo friendly that's not what it's designed for as they design now, now if they want to change that in the future, sure, change that in the future. But as it's designed right now, as it's designed right now, that's not how that that's not. Why should it be solo friendly? Countdown and survival, team-based games that require organization. Why should it be solo friendly? That's silly. It's silly. That's like saying trials should be solo friendly. What? What are you talking about? It's the most competitive environment that requires team synergy, communication, and working together. Solo queuing is literally the antithesis of a competitive playlist. Competitive playlist is people coming together, talking, communicating, working towards an objective, and winning. They added control and clash to competitive? Right, and I'm saying they could change the identity of competitive going forward to be more solo friendly, but competitive playlist, as it was designed at D2's launch, has no business being solo friendly. It has no business being solo friendly. You can be a good comp solo player. How? How do you talk to the other players? How? There's no way to communicate. You got to get into a party or a Discord or something. You, it, it, it's not automatically like, yeah, we can communicate. Don't you have to basically back out and then add them and then and then and then talk? I don't. There's not a way. Fire team chat. Almost nobody uses that. You're not really making sense statistically? Sure I am. Anytime you go into, anytime you go into a competitive environment that's team-based, having a team is going to put you in an advantage. The only way, the only way you make competitive solo friendly is if you basically make full teams. It's 4v4. Think about what you guys are saying. Just slow down with a minute here and think about what you're saying. It's 4v4. Okay? So people that have a fully a, f- a full team of four people, right? 
what do they do? I guess they, what, they sit in matchmaking forever and only ever play against four other people, and then all the solo players get to go in and play against solo players? That would make matchmaking take forever. Sometimes people go into competitive, they only have two people. They only have three people. They don't have a full team. Like, it's by design a team environment. So you are at a, de- at a, at a, at a de facto default setting. You're at a disadvantage if you're by yourself. I don't think there's an impetus to be friendly to solo players in a team in a team environment. I just it doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. This is why this is why as we've always said we need ranked and unranked. If you go into ranked, you just naturally know you better go in with the team because people are going to go in and they're going to try to win. They're going to go in and play countdown, they're going to go in and play survival, clash, control, whatever, and they're going to try to win. So you go into ranked, you better go in with the team unranked would be more casual not quite as sweaty wouldn't really matter if you lose probably more friendly to solo players i just this frustrated me so bad this frustrated me so bad when call of duty took the same attitude oh people just pub stomp so my friends and i went into headquarters and team defender game modes that are objectively based and require teamwork and we were basically told that we shouldn't do that we were pub stomping the frick are you talking about? It's a team-based game. We're not doing anything that isn't intrinsically built into the game mode itself. Victory comes from cooperation. Cooperation naturally will be higher and better in a preformed team. Like, how the heck are you supposed to st- protect a solo player in that environment? How? The number of solo players that don't use team chat, that don't have a mic, that don't pay any attention to those features. What are you supposed to do with that player in an environment that's called competitive? Which at its very core in nature, the game modes are designed to basically motivate you like you're going to want a team for this. It just, I don't know. Think about it like this. PVE has a spectrum, right? Patrol, adventures and lost sectors, and even strikes. You can go in by yourself, and there's just people in the area and matchmaking that'll just kind of naturally take care of you. And then when you go into nightfalls or raids, you are going to want a team. Right? It's, it's, it's built for a team. I think when you look at quick play, quick play is basically that. The place where you're... And this doesn't work right now, right? Because of skill-based matchmaking, and we don't have ranked and unranked. But at a ground level... That's kind of the place it should be the most... It should be, and it's not, but it should be the place that's most friendly for solo queuing. And then when you go into competitive, 4v4, round-based, you get knocked out, you're out. We gotta prevent these guys from planting, or we gotta plant ourselves. That's kind of like the nightfall and the raid. It's built for a team. And if you are by yourself, you should not expect to go into that environment and have a good time. You shouldn't. You are basically saying everything should everything should be built for the solo player, which is just silly. PvP should not be from top to bottom always built for and catered to solo players because that dilutes the entire purpose of having a variety of game modes and team-based game modes. Like what you you want the whole entire crux of Crucible watered down and diluted and make sure that like we better make sure the solo players are protected keep in mind i've consistently said since the beta that solo players need help solo queuing should be should be a better experience in quick play i've consistently said that but i'm never going to say that about competitive 
you're going into an environment that's not built for a solo player. Now, that may change in the future. They may just say, too many people solo queue, so competitive just has to change. Right? Like, there's too many people that solo queue. We just, we can't keep this this rigidly, and then they'll just, you know, and then they basically build it so that, yeah, it is a little bit more friendly to solo players. There's got to be a spectrum of engagement, just like there's a spectrum of engagement in PvE where adventures, lost sectors, strikes, etc. You have a spectrum of engagement where it's more friendly to solo players, and then it gets less and less friendly to solo players, and then you get to the point where you need a team. That's exactly how PvP should be. There should be a spectrum of, like, way over here is really, really casual, very friendly to solo players, way over here just isn't. Now, in the competitive playlist, could you have Rumble right or something that's built for solo players 100% yes 100% yes but you can't cater game modes like countdown and survival to solo players because they are built for team play organization and cooperation they're literally built for a team to go in and stack up and, and kind of sweat right so team based game modes doesn't mean you need to be on a fire team no it doesn't but you need to expect to get your head knocked off if you're solo against an organized team that's communicating you shouldn't you shouldn't just always go in and expect to like yeah this should this should be i just should be totally fine i'm going into countdown a game with attacking defending and and cooperation required for success i'm going to go in here i should be able to do just fine by myself what no but I think competitive could use a solo playlist like Rumble or something. But don't try to tweak every game mode to be friendly to the solo player. Um, uh, Ridiculous says, Lono, do you think the low number of people who have the Redrix uh, is more a product of the game mode simply not being enjoyable rather than the difficulty? Well, it's a, com- it's a combination of things. I don't think people really enjoy countdown and survival that much but i also think the ranking system for glory was just it was just not a good ranking system like it shouldn't be that hard to get to 40 percent of max rank as i said before if i went into a game that had 10 ranks i would never think rank four is going to be brutally hard to get i would think oh rank four that's less than half of the way to max that shouldn't be that hard to get that seems casual, that seems average, that seems middle of the road, right? Rank 4 and 5 is middle of the road, like that's halfway to max. I would expect the hardcore killers and slayers to be near max, right? 7, 8, 9, and 10, and then 6, 5, and 4 is where most people should land, right? It's in the middle, and then ranks 1, 2, and 3 should be the people that really didn't play that much, right? Yeah, they also turned off radar and a lot of other things. So... Uh, Skater Ape, do you think people are taking the fact that there will be tons of new weapons in, to chase into account? Most people are viewing that uh, through the lens of the current meta. Well, right. I mean, we don't even know. We don't even know if the if the Redrix is going to be God tier in the next meta, and we also know there's going to be other guns, other perks, other roles to chase. So, uh, Concentric Arc, thoughts on the new Masterwork system? Looks good. I think it looks good. I like that. It feels like you're investing in a gun. I, I think I think that's a good thing. Uh, Bungie should not have revealed Redrick's broadsword this early due to this the queue times take so long uh, to the lower player base that were originally grinding for Redrick's Claymore stopping the grind I disagree with you 
I think it's a bummer that you have to wait longer now because people have thrown their hands up and bailed, but I think it's far better for, know to what, for people to know what they're signing up for and what they're getting. And I think if people would calm the frick down and understand the benefits they're getting. Now, some of this is on Bungie, because unless you're on Twitter, you don't know that the broadsword's available immediately to Redrick's Claymore owners. That should have been in the blog post. I think if the blog post would have said everything they said and then said, by the way, if you have the Redrick's Claymore, you're getting the broadsword day one. You'll be able to add that extra mod to it, make it a little bit stronger, maybe even, uh, and then masterwork it up. And then you can immediately start farming for god rolls because it'll start dropping for you. You can bypass the quest. If it was really, really clear on that fact, maybe it was clear on that fact. I don't know. I don't know if the blog was super clear on that. I read that on Twitter. If people would calm down and realize that, they might be like, it's worth getting it. It's worth getting it right now. It's 100% worth getting because I'm going to get the new, better version immediately, bypass the quest, and then I'm going to have it. Claymore owners, it says right here, owners of Redrix's Claymore will be granted an exclusive emblem when redeeming the corresponding triumph. Claymore owners will be eligible for drops of Redrix broadsword from Crucible Ingrams without completing the corresponding quest. I just think they should have said they'll get it immediately as well. Twitter made it sound like they're basically going to be able to go to Shax and buy it with marks, the other uh, the tokens, just like you can go buy the mini tool and the and the Sturm or the Drang or whatever it is. If people would calm down and read that, like, I think I think it would have maybe helped calm people down a little bit more by being like, you're going to get the new version right away because that's what was indicated on Twitter. It's a bummer. It is a bummer, but I think sucker punching people when Forsaken launches would have been way worse. Oh, hey, there's a new gun and it's Questline. You get an updated version. Here's the new one right away. Awesome here. Congratulations. And oh, everybody else can grind for it now. They can do this Questline. You get to bypass the Questline though. I think people would have been ticked. I think people knowing now is better. Matt Glizzy, according to Twitter, if you have Redrick's Claymore, if you have Redrick's Claymore, you will be able to go to Shaxx on day one and buy the broadsword. It'll have the same role for everybody that day that can get it, right? It's going to treat you as if you've completed the quest. And then after that, the, the broadsword can just drop from Crucible Ingrams for you random roll. Lono, the players that have Redrix will not be able to buy it from Shaxx. We will get it from Crucible Ingrams day one. Incorrect, according to a tweet that I read. That's not correct, and that's why it needs to be made more clear in the blog. That is not correct. I literally read a tweet that said they will be able to get it day one with tokens, I believe is what we saw. I believe that was the tweet that we saw. We might need to refine that. I swear I saw that. I swear to you I saw that they could get it day one with tokens. Twitter, you guys, the dev confirmed it. Yeah, we need to find that tweet. We need to find that tweet and share it with people because, aka Crucible Ingram. No, no, it's like, no, it's like when you go and buy the mini tool or you buy the Drang. You go and you buy it. Tokens give Crucible Ingrams. I don't know if that's what they mean. If that's what they mean, they need to be crystal freaking clear here. Crystal freaking clear here. Because the tweet said day one they'll be they will they will they will be they will be running around with it is what they said. I believe that's how they phrased it.
it sounded to me let's find the tweet because it sounded to me like you will be able to get it day one you will not get it day one there was literally a tweet that said day one they'll have it they'll be running around day one with it or something like that whose twitter was it was it was it uh was it kevin was it kevin uh yanes because that i mean we've been saying that all morning i swear to you i saw that i got it from the twab uh you will also be part of the few running around with the broadsword on day one right here kevin gains 18 hours ago while we wanted more players to experience the outlaw desperado combo we didn't want to give it away for free your achievement in earning claymore is memorialized in the triumphs and via the emblem you will also be part of the few running around with broadsword on day one you can get it day one I don't think when he sa- I don't I don't I don't think when he's saying that you're going to oh you can get it uh, from Ngrams. I don't think he's saying that. I don't think he's saying that. There's no way that's what he means. I I'm, I'm pretty sure there was another one that made it sound like you could just buy it with tokens. Tweet before says the uh tweet before that says the tokens. Claymore owners get instant access to the broadsword via way of token turn-ins once Forsaken launches. The quest to achieve broadsword will take considerable time and energy to complete and will warrant the the reward at the end. They'll have instant access to the broadsword via token turn-ins. So like I said, I think you're just going to go up to them and it's going to be like when you go and buy the mini tool from, what is it, Devrim. You're just going to go buy it. I don't think it's going to be, oh, you can buy Ingrams and hope to get it. I don't know. I don't think so. It's a quest. It's a quest line item and quest line legendary items are purchasable from the NPCs. You can go to what's her face on the farm and get the whatever it's called, the, the, the Drang. Uh, or have I been saying the wrong one all this time? Yeah, you can go to the farm and buy the Drang, and you can go to and you can go to Devrim and buy the mini tool at any time. Why? They're questline legendaries. The broadsword is a questline legendary that I'm fairly certain it's gonna treat you as if you've completed the quest, you'll be able to go and buy it from him day one. Like the yeah, like the faction rally minus the level requirements. You can just go buy them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. you check Zer? everyone is listing him with the g with uh with the g horn i think people are trolling bud because it's it's uh it's galahorn day i'm gonna close the podcast here if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify and youtube i'll continue to kind of read through the questions and talk to you guys but i want to close the episode there because we, we, we've gone kind of long we uh this has been an hour and 13 minutes you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash standard rage or follow me on twitter at standard rage as with all of my content i appreciate you liking or listening please like share and subscribe